Welcome. You're listening to Janesville Mobilizing for Changes Together for Change podcast, your source for local substance abuse prevention matters in Janesville and Rock County. Here's your host, Jane Goldberg. All right, and we are back with another episode of the Together for Change podcast. I know it has been a while since we've done an episode, but we are really excited. We have Carrie Kalinske with us today, and she is from the Janesville School District, so she represents the school sector. However, she is much more than that. Carrie is one of the founding members of JM4C, and she has had such a pivotal role in um, where our coalition is now. So welcome, Carrie. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. All right. So to get started, do you just want to give a little background and history of JM4C? Absolutely. I was here from the beginning. <laughs> uh, 22 years ago, I was hired by the school district of Janesville to be the alcohol and drug coordinator. Mm-hmm. After I got the job, I asked my boss, well, what exactly will I be doing? And she says, well, I don't know. That's up to you. (laughs) So it was a new position. So basically, I got to kind of run with it. Mm -hmm. So being the grant writer that I am, I really started looking at data. I took a look at just what the school district was doing as far as AODA programming, Um, what they weren't doing, what we needed to do, what the gaps were, and really took a deep dive into looking at our programs. Mm -hmm. Through that study, we basically set up a series of focus group interviews. Mm -hmm. So we met with people throughout the community. We met with parents, students, staff, police, uh, human services, everyone that we could think of just to have a conversation about what we thought the school district needed to do Mm -hmm. to address drug and alcohol issues in our students. Mm -hmm. And through the focus group interviews, the the same theme kept coming up over and over again. This is a community problem and we can't do it alone. So what we did, we took that and a few of us in student services formed a school and community alcohol and drug prevention committee. It was just called the School and Community AODA Committee, not a very fancy name, Mm -hmm. Um, but it got the point across. And we started meeting, um, we met monthly for about 12 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, it it was a very active committee. I think at one time we had over 30 members on the committee, so it was very, um, very active. So through that committee, we were able to secure state grant funding. Um, I wrote a lot of grants back when we had like the High Needs Grant and the DARE Grant and the AODA Grant. There was a lot of funding back then for AODA prevention programs. We wrote an extensive AODA long-range plan. Um, We bought new research-based curriculum we enhanced our student student assistant programs. We started student educational support groups. We trained staff and parents on AODA prevention. Wow. We opened a recovery school and much more. And our work was actually recognized nationally um, through 
publications and conferences as model programs. And look what the school district of Janesville is doing. And you guys Mm. should do this too. That's awesome. (laughs) Basically. So, I mean, it was a lot of work, um, but it was a passion of everyone on the committee. Mm -hmm. We knew that this work was important and we needed to get things done. Sure. So fast forward to 2011, and the federal government um, omitted Title IV, which is safe and drug-free school money, to school budgets. So I believe that money went into Homeland Security or something else, and they just took it out of the school budget. So basically, I knew I was going to be out of a job because that money paid me. Mm -hmm. Um, It also supported our committee work. So in 2011, I went to our superintendent at the time, and I told her, (laughs) I didn't ask, (laughs) I told her that our AODA committee really needed to become a community coalition. Okay. We needed to form a coalition, a nonprofit, so we could go after funding. Right. Our funding was gone, so we had to look at federal grants, Mm -hmm. foundations, anything that we could do to continue our work. Sure. She agreed, Mm -hmm. um, so the process began, and then probably in the spring of 2011, I think there were five of us just sitting around the table figuring Mm -hmm. out, okay, what are our next steps? So Mm -hmm. we built GM4C basically that day. Okay. That was the decision. We're going to do it. How are we going to do it? And lo and behold, here we are. Wow. (laughs) So in 2012, JM4C became a drug-free community coalition. Mm -hmm. We were able to secure federal funding. Yep. Which Um, we still have. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We hired staff. We expanded our focus. And eventually, we became an award-winning coalition. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, Even though I was no longer the AODA coordinator, I continued to be involved. Mm -hmm. um, And I still am involved today. Yes. And we appreciate that. So that's a very fascinating history. And I knew most of that, but I wasn't aware of that the funding was omitted from the school budget. Yeah, that's what drove GM4C. Yeah, I learned something new today. So you are still with the school district. What is your position now? Well, currently I am the Families in Transition Coordinator. Um, Other school districts call that the Homeless Liaison. Mm -hmm. So under the federal McKinney-Vento Education Act, which is a law that protects students experiencing homelessness, Mm Every school district in the nation has to have someone in my position. Oh, okay. It's written right in the law. Mm -hmm. So my job as the Families in Transition Coordinator is I coordinate services to ensure that our homeless students and youth are enrolled in school and they have the opportunity to succeed academically. Basically, it's my job to make sure that all barriers are removed so that students can receive a quality education. I set up services for children experiencing homelessness, Um, for example, free lunches, I waive all of their school fees, I set up transportation, Um, get them any item they may need for basic needs, school supplies, snow pants, boots, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you name it. 
And I work with community partners through like for ECHO and Project 1649 through outreach, referral, and coordination. Um, I'm also a grant writer, so the district may pay me a stipend here and then to write grants for the district okay. beyond my job title. Sure. For example, the mental health grant we mm -hmm. secured. Recently, I wrote a grant um, with Project 1649 for youth homelessness. Okay. So, so spring is usually grant writing yes, time for as me. We know. <laughs> <laughs> as you know. It's not over yet either. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, so the school district is one of our probably strongest partnerships in our coalition. We do a lot of work in the school. Can you talk about some of the strategies that we implement? Sure, you bet. Um, well, the drug-free community support program is really focused on preventing and reducing youth substance use. Mm -hmm. So the school district works with GM4C on such projects as Let's see, Red Ribbon Week. Mm -hmm. I think that is a week that students really look at taking a pledge of being drug-free. I think a few years ago we planted red tulips yep. <laughs> around many that? of the schools. I do remember that. That was quite the day. Yes, a lot of tulips went in there. Yes, day. so as you're driving by, um, like Wilson Elementary School and I think Jackson, Jackson. Mm -hmm. if you see red tulips, that was for Red Ribbon yep. Week. And the kids actually planted those, but that's just a reminder for them mm -hmm. to remain drug-free Yes, and a reminder that they took that pledge. Yep. Uh, we also work to educate parents and school staff. We have a Jam4C has a display called Hidden in Plain Sight, which we create a teen bedroom to educate parents and student staff or staff um, maybe what to look for in a teen bedroom to indicate that the youth may be experimenting with alcohol or drugs. I know JM4C has attended a lot of our family resource fairs to have, mm -hmm. you know, things put out on tables. Parent-teacher conferences, yep. those types of things. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know JM4C has a What's in My Vape cart, mm -hmm. which is, offers a display to educate parents and staff and students on vaping and what is actually in a vape. And um, I think the fun, the fun... GM4C project that we do is the reality maze, mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun. It's called the teen reality maze, and you could probably talk more about it than, than I could, <laughs> but it's which eighth grade students go through a series of risk-taking scenarios that give students real hands-on experience on what some of the consequences could be mm -hmm. if they make poor choices regarding alcohol or drugs. Yep. You said it exactly right. So we just finished up. We did two already this spring. We were back in person, which was really exciting. We were at Franklin and Edison Middle Schools. So it's great because we get a lot of community volunteers involved. Um, we had the police department, the fire department, some nurses from Mercy Health. So it's just a great to see the students interact with those volunteers. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun, and I always try to participate in one or two if I mm -hmm. can. Um, just to interact with the students. Right. So, and then finally, a JM4C offers a brief intervention prevention program to our middle and high school students called Teen Intervene. Mm -hmm. uh, this program offers students 
who violated like school rules as far as vaping or alcohol or drugs, or they violated an athletic code. Um, it's not a punishment. It's just a program to maybe talk to the students that are experience, mm-hmm. starting to experiment. Um, I'm also trained in teen intervene way back when, when we used to do it in the, as part of the school staff. Um, but I know GM4C has been helping us with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a motivational interviewing yep. type of program. So if we talk to a student and we say, hey, what are your future goals? And they'll say, well, I want to be a teacher someday. Okay, well, is your drug and alcohol use going to help you reach those goals? And it kind of helps them think yeah. and set other goals, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate GM4C offering that to our schools. Um, and then I know finally during prom and graduation season, GM4C, in collaboration with the Janesville Police Department, sends our parents letters in the mail reminding them of the consequences of maybe serving underage youth alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and the letter requests that parents do not provide alcohol to youth at graduation parties during prom time, mm-hmm. um, which has been very successful, I believe, because I've had a lot of parents reach out to me and say... I really appreciate that. Oh, good. Yeah. I know that they do get opened because they are mailed in um, police department envelopes. Mm-hmm. So that's always uh, a good sign that, you know, something is going to be open. Yeah, I remember because when my kids were in Craig High School, I got the letter and I knew it was coming. But still, when you see Janesville Police to the parents of I'm like, oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Thanks to Chief Moore yes. for his partnership with that. Excellent. Um, And is there anything that we can do to help support the schools to stay engaged in prevention work? I know that they are super supportive of our efforts, but is there anything that we could do differently for them to see us as a resource and maybe seek us out? Um, I think that will be part of my job to really promote and remind the school district that JM4C is here. Mm Um, I know I do appreciate everything that JM4C does for the schools and the schools can support JM4C. I mean, by being involved in collaboration, I'm lucky because I'm on the board. Mm-hmm. So I know what's happening right. in the coalition. So I can go back to the coordinator of student services, you know, and I have her ear. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just keeping that communication open so we can collaborate more. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And we know that you are very busy and involved in the community, um, but why do you stay involved in the coalition's work? Honestly, Jane, I guess I see JM4C as my baby. (laughs) You know, it's part of my legacy. And Before I was involved in the schools, I was an alcohol and drug counselor, Mm -hmm. and I worked in the addiction field, and I've just seen how bad addiction can be. I've seen it ruin lives, affect families, and I think that's why I like prevention so much, because if, if we can prevent any person or student or family to go down that road of Mm -hmm. addiction, I think, you know, that's what we need to do. Right. Um, and if we can offer any family members some tools or parents to maybe help talk to their children about substance use, 
that maybe we could prevent future consequences mm-hmm. for for their family. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that saying is so true, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Exactly. So that's really why we do what we do. So it's important work. All right. So we're kind of closing in on our time here, but I just wanted to ask you, what is your favorite memory of JM4C? <laughs> Anything come to mind? Oh, so many. Um, I would have to say it's all the incredible people okay. that I've met through the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us working together to make a safer community for our youth. We've worked hard, but we've also had a lot of fun in the process. Mm-hmm. A lot of activities, um, and I, I remember all of the faces the past 22 years, and I want to thank them for for all of the help because truly we can't do it alone. This right. is a community. And I also want to, um, I think about going back to the five of us sitting around that table mm-hmm. in 2011 just talking about what JM4C could be. Yes. And in reality, it's that and more than I could have ever hoped for. So thank you, Jane and and Zandi and staff, for taking our vision and continuing it all these years. That's awesome. Thank you, Carrie, for being here with us today. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode. Stay tuned for another one coming soon.